Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. My name is Ashton, and I'm wearing a very cool hat. Look at it. It's unbelievable. You need to be watching the video version right now to fully appreciate it. Which one is her? There's two, there's could be two Ashton Matthews at this table. Yeah, they right can. Now. Well, this tree is wearing a hat itself as well. Yeah. So. It's very, all very confusing. Very yeah. meta. Are you uh, are you our gift this year, Ashton, given that you're under the tree? I guess that's true. Yeah, I mm. am. A I'm the present, present. for yeah. all, everyone listening and watching. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're listening, I'm wearing a Christmas tree hat. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's the, it's all tinsel all the way up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool, isn't it? Where did yeah. you get it? I was given it as a gift. Really? As a Christmas one present. Of, one of those presents that sits in a cupboard for... <laughs> but yeah. honestly, like, kind of love 360 it. 360 yeah. days of the that's year. That's the thing I really hate. I mean in a still very grateful way. Yeah. Hate. Go on. <laughs> when people Go off, give son. me um, Christmas-themed socks for Christmas because yeah. it's like... What do I do? Tomorrow's Boxing Day. I yeah. can't wear... Well, maybe on Boxing Day I could wear them. And then the rest of the year, do I wear them? Do yeah. I not? I wear yeah. my Santa yeah. socks no. whenever they come into rotation. And my reindeer socks will you, come out whenever. I it's... avoid mine. I, I sometimes wear wintry-looking socks throughout the year if they've got snowflakes on or something. But if they've mm. got Father Christmas hats or something... Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not going to wear them until just first of December. Yeah, don't buy people Christmas themed gifts. Uh, no. Speaking of Christmas, unless it's they're only... cool hats. Yeah, unless buy... they're yeah, cool hats. Cool hats like this, because then every Christmas it's like, wow, it's I get clearly to wear my cool paid hat. off, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, clearly paid off. Exactly. Uh, it's only two days until Christmas. If you celebrate, we hope you have a fantastic Christmas, mm. and uh, we will be back doing a podcast next week. Even though we're all off, we've recorded it in advance. We hope you enjoy that. Other big exciting news. Yeah. It's episode 250 of this podcast. The way they coincided is beautiful. It is beautiful. I think towards the end of last year, we hit episode 200 as well. Yeah, it was kind of a bit awkward because episode 200 last year, I'm pretty sure, was the Game of the Year podcast. Um, And then this year, we were like, Oh, 250. But we're doing a special podcast next week and a special podcast for the Game of the Year podcast the week after. So we're kind of like, we can't do three special podcasts in a row. No. You you guys will get tuckered out of having to ask interesting and exciting questions. So we're just doing a regular podcast today, but we have hit podcast 250. Mm -hmm. We have. I was having a look through my files on my computer and I've still got the first recording 
we ever did for episode mm. one. Oh, have you? Yes. And you can hear at the start when you press play, um, Adam's in there getting us set up in the in the right. old studio. And we're, we we asked him, like, so is it, are we calling it just, it's just called the Triple Jump Podcast, right? And he was like, well, you could call it Triple Jump Gaming Podcast. Nah, just do just do the trip. Just trip jump podcast. Okay, and it's not going to stop, is it? The recording's not going to stop unless we stop it. It's like no, it's not. Okay, thanks, Adam. And then we just roll right into thanks, it. Thanks, Dad. And desperately... That's in the raw recording, not in the it is, yeah. published one. And yeah. then we desperately stumble through the first episode mm. of the of the triple jump podcast, having not done a gaming podcast together before. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's it, it made for some interesting listening to think that we're still here, mm. closing in on five years later. Mm. That used to be in the upstairs office next door. Yeah. On the two square. T- Tables pushed yes. together yeah. with the mixer just plunked down. And in those front hard of us. wooden stools. Yeah, that we have. I remember yeah. watching the um, Sam's video about Stadia, and that was where mm. it was up there. Mm. And now I'm like, wow, I couldn't imagine doing a podcast in that room. No. It's nice in here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's cold sometimes, yeah. but it's a lovely room. Uh, we really have come a long way. So thank you very much for all of your support over the years. We hope you have enjoyed every single episode, even if we disagree sometimes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a different opinion as long as we can get along and articulate them in a nice way. <laughs> We're going to cover some topics today, though, that people are going to have some opinions about. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a minute. First, Peter, we need to talk about the sponsor of this week's podcast. I believe you have it there. Well, it's a shame because um, we got sent this uh, sponsor a couple of weeks ago, actually, in advance for today's episode. And mm. I was very excited because I was like, oh, it's perfect timing. Mm. It's festive themed, festive. this sponsor. Um, but unfortunately, there's been like uh, huge issues with this product. And now it basically no longer exists in a form that is easily accessible. Oh, and the company behind it um, seemed to have basically just liquidated their assets. Oh. But what would have been our sponsor if it still existed as an entity today, yeah. the sleigh before... Oh man! Oh. I thought it was going to be the night before, like oh, yeah, the night, the night before, before Christmas. Christmas. You know, codes for the sleigh before have been appearing online for three hundred dollars. I do yeah. know that, yeah. Um, which seems mad because not only is it mad when whenever that happens, and it's like, hey, here's a code for this like game that is hard to get now. It's yeah. really expensive, but it's it's online. So surely at some point the servers are just going to. I'm surprised the servers are still going, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who on earth are going to? Pay three hundred dollars for a game that might not even function in a week. Someone know. will for the for the content. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be what it's for, right? Yeah. So well, if you know that you can make more than three hundred dollars on on a video, make it well, yeah. know, with that game, then it's profit. I suppose so. You know, I paid um, one pound for the last Dead End or whatever last the hope, last hope yeah. Dead End Survival or mm-hmm. whatever it was, and we definitely made more more money than that in bits. Yeah. Uh, not much more. Hope you claim that pound but, back but more, from the company. I actually didn't. No, that's just how. That's how. What a high roller I am. He's giving. Yeah. Very I giving. can afford the eighty nine p. Yeah. Nintendo Switch games. Don't well, worry. fortunately, the Slay Before is not real. Oh, and never was. Oh. Is it just because it's been scrubbed from the internet or it never existed? It's hard to say, but oh. certainly there is no evidence that it ever existed. Did now. you see what I did there? It's a scam. That's what. That's what they did. It's a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. Is that what people yeah. said? It's a scam. Yeah. That's what Ashton's saying. Yeah. It's yeah. What, that's what also people were saying. It's a scam. It's a scam. Yeah. It's money laundering. Have you it not seen a... that video where she goes, did you see what I did there? It's a scam. It was like an advert. No. No. She goes, can I get the... F- Sorry. Oh, yeah, I think you've shown this to me. She once. goes, she's like a, being a bank teller. And she's like, can I get the first three digits of your card number, please? Oh, and can you just repeat, sorry, the last three digits of your card number, please? And she gets all the numbers by, like, asking the questions Mm -hmm. again. And then she turns to the camera and she goes, do you see what I did there? 
it's a scam. Oh. <laughs> and then it says like, be careful of scams. <laughs> <laughs> don't, In that voice. Don't buy the last the last yeah. day, day before. I wasn't aware was. of that until you showed it to me on a different mm. occasion. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's such a fun <laughs> quote as well. Hmm. See what I did there? It's, it's a scam. scam. It's a scam. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by the sleigh before. No. We are sponsored Slay. by... We are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where if you support us, you will get access to asking questions on this podcast, early worst games ever, early weirdest games ever, exclusive access to rules boss and main menu. And uh, there's loads of other benefits as well at different tiers. So maybe go and check that out. Mm -hmm. Our website is tripleju.mp. That's triplejud.mup. There you can find links to our YouTube, our Twitch, our Discord, our Cameo, etc. Triplejumpshop.com. New merch. We have the samples. Yes. We're not ready to launch yet, but soon it's happening. Be excited. New they year, hopefully. They look pretty hopefully. cool. Mm-hmm. They do look pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, once again, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Episode 250 today. We've said that already, but there's more stuff happening between now and the next episode of the podcast, even though we're not actually in the office. Mm-hmm. 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 You've made a video, haven't you? Oh, I have. Yeah. That's yeah. coming out. Well, it's out now on the channel mm-hmm. and it's the true story of the PSP Oblivion. <laughs> Yes. What's this, that like, Ben? Uh, the game or the video? The, the, I mean, the video, the video. is fantastic. Yeah. Rubbish. The game, uh, <laughs> the game is really interesting because I, as a big fan of Oblivion, I know you are the same, Peter, mm. and as a big fan of the PSP, when I heard that the Oblivion PSP game was a thing, I was really excited, and mm. then it just sort of died, and I never heard anything again. Yeah. Then, files and builds for that uh, sort of de- develop developer version of the game leaked a few years ago and you can now actually play it in an emulator not the whole thing but like quite a lot of it Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting so we're starting a new series that we've co-opted from our um, sister channel cultaholic the true story of we've got a few videos lined up hopefully in that series coming soon but the first is the true story of the cancelled oblivion psp game and uh, i think you should go and watch it because Cass and i worked really hard on it and uh, it's it's one of the best videos on the planet like it just, just is. that's what it that's what it is it's got an award and everything so you can go and watch that now on the channel it's also the worst games ever week isn't it peter yes it is uh it's the christmasy episode and uh, it's a game we've definitely had in the in the stocks for at least a year if not two years and i don't know why it's taken us this long to play worst games ever the polar express oh that's right i told you what it is now you know yes um well if you're a patron you already knew anyway um, it's very good. It's very festive, and it's also very bad. The video's good. <laughs> the game's bad. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then over Christmas or the Christmas period, Ben is doing a mega charity stream on the 29th from 9:30 a.m. Yeah. And he's going to play oh through all of 2K WWE 2K20. That's the one. Uh, the whole campaign, and it's all in all aid of charity. God, I can get my words out today. It's all made of charity, and it's going to be great. So why don't you go ahead over to Twitch on the 29th? And hang out with Ben. See you there. I'll, you don't have to get up for it. I'll be there all day. Yeah, <laughs> so just yeah. pop in when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, there's one other thing, of course. No. We should wish you a very Merry Christmas. Yes. Very Merry Christmas. We'll do Christmas. it at the end as well. But just in case you don't listen to the end, we wish you a you Merry should, Christmas. Oh, you should listen to the whole thing. Yeah. We shouldn't have actually wished them Merry Christmas. No, we that's made true. Them I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. I'm not, I won't wish you point. it until the end. Yeah. So stick, stick around. Yeah, we'll see you at the end, everyone. Question one now, Peter. Ready for question one? Yes. It's from Andrew Orton Worthy. I think it's Austin. Is it? Yeah. I did wonder if it might be, but I didn't want to say it wrong. I mean, you just copy and paste though, don't you? So surely... Normally. I I think 
because we had we've had questions from Andrew before. I think it's Austin. Maybe it is Austin, but I've I normally just copy and paste. So. Andrew, we've got a question from Andrew. Andrew. Question from, from Andrew. Andrew Austin or Orton worthy. Sorry. Who says Merry Christmas, Bap? The Last of Us multiplayer game. Don't say it back to him. No. <laughs> well, he's a patron. Well, so. okay. Merry Christmas, Only Merry Andrew. Christmas to Andrew. Merry Christmas, Bap. The Last of Us multiplayer game has officially been cancelled, with Naughty Dog stating they would otherwise have been stuck updating the same game for years rather than focusing on narrative-driven single-player games. While it's a shame that so much developer time and effort has been wasted, it is good to see Naughty Dog moving back to what they do best. My question is, do you think that this signals a shift in PlayStation's attitude towards live service games, or is it just Naughty Dog putting their foot down? Mm. Um, I think we touched on this story last week didn't we um or maybe not but i feel like we've talked about it so at some point can't remember maybe not yeah. we'll have but, referenced that it's been cancelled yes then. but um just for a quick bit of context from Eurogamer, naughty dog says that while the last of us online's gameplay proved to be both refined and satisfying during the pre-production stage Ooh. of development in ramping up to full production the massive scope of our ambition became clear essentially the studio says the resources needed to support post-launch content for years to come would have severely impacted its ability to develop future single-player games and when faced with the choice between becoming a solely live service game studio or continuing to focus on single-player narrative games that have defined Naughty Dog's heritage, it chose the latter. Did mm -hmm. I say that was Eurogamer? That was Eurogamer. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, I don't think it's possible for us to know one way or the other um, what Sony's stance is, whether this is a Sony decision or a Naughty Dog decision, but I can certainly say that I hope it is representative of Sony's position across the broad umbrella. Um, I don't know if that is necessarily the case, though. I think you wouldn't you, it sounds like, based on that statement, in fact, that the part of the reasoning for this is that Naughty Dog themselves are so good, or have been so good at least, at making those great single-player games. And so because that is their uh, forte, the decision was, well, we should allow them to continue doing that and not distract them with other things. So you might not... Have the same argument might not, might not apply for other studios whose like main thing is is not perhaps like single player experiences. Mm -hmm. So anyone under Sony, uh, any first party studio who also are quite good at multiplayer, they might still be you know kind of in the running for doing live service in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly I think Naughty Dog is is a, a good studio to have um, applied this rule to. Um, but we'll have to just wait and see, I suppose, whether mm -hmm. it applies to anyone else. Yeah, I mean, we know that Jim Ryan was a big advocator for live service yeah. um, PlayStation games. And he is on his way to retirement. Did you see the cookies they gave him? No. Yeah. They had his face on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. see those. He had a little retirement party. Oh. They gave him a custom PS5 in PlayStation 1 colors. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know why anyone would want to play PlayStation 1. It looks rubbish. Right, Jim? Yeah. Uh, but then he got some <laughs> cookies with his face on. Love uh, that. Yeah. I want cookies with my face on. Okay. I think that's do it. Can we do that? that? Can be arranged. We can okay. wait for your birthday, get you some cookies with no, your I don't face want, on. No, I want it tomorrow. Well, I can't do tomorrow. Well, work it out. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jim Ryan's on his way out um, to go and lie on the beaches somewhere sunny in his mansion. He's going to live on a farm. Yeah. Is Katarai still with us or was he executed after yeah. he was replaced? Yeah. Um, so maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see a shift in what PlayStation are putting out and maybe we will 
go away from this live service model that they seem to be so keen to do. Like we said, we're never going to know if this was Naughty Dog making the decision or PlayStation allowing them to, or PlayStation making a decision for them. I think it's great. I think it is a shame that obviously all this developer's work has gone kind of, it's going to be for nothing. Yeah. However, I think that it's a very sensible decision for Naughty Dog to make because unless they like grew their studio a lot, they were never going to have the manpower to do this and also another game. Hence why Bungie haven't released another game in years since Destiny 2 because all they do is just make more content for Destiny 2. Um, and we know that they were working on... Um, the Last of Us multiplayer with Bungie. So maybe they saw how much work Bungie was having to put in or Bungie just kind of gave them that reality check don't, of if you're going to do, do this. Yeah, yeah. So this they came in, take. yeah, eyes all like dark circles around <laughs> their eyes, just gaunt and they were like, don't try it. It's going to kill you. And they were like, um, we're going to, don't we go hard pass on that one. So maybe it was a bit, little bit of a reality check for them from Bungie. Maybe it was Jim Ryan's retirement that gave them the boost they needed to say, no, we're not doing this. But also, I was finally dead. Yeah, thank God. Off he goes. Um, also, I do wonder if they could have done a multiplayer game and not had it be live service, mm. and they still could have kind of had the best of both worlds there. The only reason they would have needed to be live service is money. There's no other reason games need to be live service. We've seen games in the past, multiplayer like modes of other single player games that have had no live service elements and have still been like highly loved by a lot of people. So I don't, I know we're in a time of a, we're in a consumerist nightmare at the moment and everything is money. Money is everything and everything is money. And I think maybe they were told it has to be live service when really I don't know if it would have needed to be live service for it to do well. Um, so I hope that it maybe was a decision made for everyone, but like I say, we'll have to see what the next year holds and see if we get more live services coming out of Sony. Mm -hmm. so. I agree that I, I think this was the right decision, um, especially with the reasoning outlined uh, in the in the write up that you read mm -hmm. there. They've been um, super transparent about it as well. Yeah, like why mm. they're not doing it anymore? Absolutely, and I think that's the right move. On a personal level, I'm I'm a bit gutted, not because I want them to make a live service game, but because and uh, I feel like it's just Fraser and I in the office on a little island all on our own. <laughs> but we loved the factions multiplayer from The Last of Us, uh, the original game, and uh, that's sort of what we were promised for the sequel and obviously as they've admitted it's just ballooned in scope to the mm -hmm. point where it's not a sustainable plan anymore and that's a shame because one thing i mean i haven't touched the last of us part two since that game came out and i got the platinum trophy in it uh, but a lot of the feedback from the last of us part two remastered whatever they're calling it um with the new sort of roguelike mode mm -hmm. which has sort of like a home base that you go back to and you know you spend resources on upgrading things and stuff like that uh the the, the reception to that from from a critical perspective anyway has been really positive mm -hmm. and like oh god i forgot how fun and like good the gunplay in this game yeah. is like it's mm -hmm. actually a really good so i think it could have been a really good multiplayer game and if they had that meta element where you do have a homestead to go back to an upgrade and there, there is a component maybe you and your friends all have a community together we have no idea what they were planning uh ultimately but if there was that kind of angle to it i would have been fascinated to check mm. that out it's just with the sting of a battle pass it's got such a stigma about it that it would immediately make it far less interesting for me yeah. and there, as you said ashton there is scope for games to have multiplayer modes that are not live service it is possible to do that 
that's the thing. Like when we've talked about it in in our office chat, I've been very much, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm, I'm glad this is not <laughs> happening. Uh, but that is specifically in reference to it being a live service game. You know, yeah. I, if someone just said, hey, Last of Us multiplayer, here it is. It's not live service. Great. Like, yeah. you know, I'll give it a go or, you know, at least see what other people are thinking of it. But um, yeah, so it's, it's a shame that, that this has happened and as a result, we're not getting anything at all. It's kind of all or nothing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like live service, or you're not getting any multiplayer. But as Ashton says, uh, there is there is scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a shame because I do feel like a lot of the time nowadays we are just getting a live service multiplayer game. And there's so many games that I would be willing to like sink some hours into in multiplayer. But I just can't be bothered with all the different currencies and the battle passes yeah. and how much money they constantly try and get from you. And we like we always say about live service games, sometimes they work, but most of the time they don't and then you have these great games that no one plays because it takes so much of your time doing a live service game and it's like you just can't commit to any multiplayer games unless you get it perfectly correct it's never going to survive and it just means that so many of these games right now have such a small shelf life and a small like following because there's just not the time or the money in the world to like sink into all of these live service games. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see a shift. We've been asking for this for a while, yeah. but we hopefully have. we'll see less. I mean, you even get games that are not even like online multiplayer with a battle pass, like the new flipping Suicide Squad game. That's mm-hmm. a live service game. Why? Why is that live service? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So there's money. All, yeah, money. Yeah. That's the reason, but yeah. No. It's. I think it's the right move. It certainly sounds like because someone managed to leak a screenshot of the main menu a couple yeah. of weeks mm-hmm. ago, and even though, like, regardless of how it would have, how long it would have run for, or what the the reception would have been when it launched, uh, it certainly seemed like they were really far along. Especially mm-hmm. if Bungie were having a look at it and basically, you know, apparently said this isn't. You need to not do this. Um, I would love at some point to just know what what it was going to be and what the plans were. And I really hope that someone talks about it or we can see some stuff. Because while I think we can universally agree that it's the right call for single player masters, Naughty Dog, to abandon ship and focus on single player games. um, I'd still like to know what they were planning, Mm. even if it makes me feel a bit sort of like, oh, man, that would have been really cool. But it would still be it would be really interesting to know. Uh, they truly can't catch a break, can they? Seemingly not. Yeah. <laughs> no. We'll s- hopefully whatever it is they're working on next will will take the world by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd like to think that this decision is hopefully coming from the top rather than internally. I mean, there's a good chance that it was it was heavily influenced by either party, but both were involved. Um, I think we'll probably see the end of the live service push with the games that are already announced, hopefully. Like mm-hmm. the ones they've already said are live service and here's fair game dollar sign or whatever the bloody hell it is I yeah. forget every time. Yeah. That will come out, it'll fizzle, but hopefully anything else that any other future plans they've got are put on the back burner. Unless fair game dollar sign does really well, yeah. Yeah. in which case the nightmare continues. <laughs> uh, but Hashtag yeah. boycott fair game dollar sign. <laughs> That might not even be its name. No. I don't know. I think it's fair dollar sign game, isn't it? The dollar sign's in the middle, I'm pretty fair sure. Fair dollar sign game? Yeah. Oh, man. Fair's game. Yeah. Possibly. Because it's an S, isn't it? I thought isn't the dollar sign was S. in the middle, but fair maybe games. it is at the end. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a silly name. It is yeah. a silly anyway, name. Anyway, hopefully this will this will start to put this push to bed, but uh, that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Rip, The Last of Us Factions. Uh, hope to learn more about you at some point because I bet it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now seeing as it's Christmas, I thought we'd try something new uh, like yeah? as my gift to you, you guys. Oh, I thought you were the gift. I am. And this is the second part of your gift. Two gifts. The uh, gift is, so it's the tree, and yeah. underneath is Ashton's head yeah, yeah, saying yeah. the words yeah. of what we're about to do next. Yeah. It's too many my, gifts. My brain is the gift. Yeah. You're creating an expectation for us to reciprocate a gift of this it's okay. size, and I don't think we could do I've that. not come to expect that from you. So. Okay, cool. Set the expectations low. Yeah, exactly. Um, but my gift to you is a segment that I thought we could call What We Play In. Ooh. Oh. Pete, what have you been playing? Um, I have been playing a bit more of... Um, for some reason, when I've been talking about this game this week, I keep wanting to call it Grand Soren, which is the name of the city in it. But the name of the game is Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Right, okay. But I've been playing Grand Soren. What have eh? you been playing? Um, but... Um, and I've been I've been enjoying it, but I, I think I've already reached the point where I'm like I'm sick of running everywhere um, mm. or most places. There's a, a few a few uh, fast travel points to do very very big journeys across the world, but then even when you get there, you normally have to run about two miles to get to where you want to be. Mm. And I've enjoyed it, and I like the gameplay, and I love climbing on big monsters and stabbing them in the eye and stuff. That's a lot of fun. But I, I kind of reached the point where I was like, okay, that was fun to revisit, and now I'm done. I also don't like the fact that. The uh, the the little the child that wanders around with me, um, she shouts about how everything is weak to fire all the time. <laughs> you can make them speak less in the game, but mm. I sort of haven't got around to doing it. And now wherever I go, you're in combat, and she's going, "It hates fire." <laughs> and <laughs> what does she say? Goblins ill like fire, which isn't even. English. What? Wow. Goblins ill, ill like, like fire. they all talk like that. Whenever they say the word anything or something, they say ought. A U G H T. Check those uh, cases. We might find ought of use. And that's uh, not how it works. No, they they sound really strange. And uh, if you want to use a health item, or if they use a health item on themselves, they say a curative will serve. They all talk like that. Great. Yeah. Sounds pretty exhausting. It is a bit exhausting. Um, it looks great. It plays really well. But it's a bit, it's a bit much, and it's a silent protagonist. So I was like, okay, that was fun. I'm done, and I've had a bit of FOMO, Ben Potter, for yeah. about two months now of the fact that you've been playing Oblivion, and I've been thinking, oh yeah, yeah, Oblivion's really good, isn't it? Oh I'm no, really like you're going to get into Oblivion now. Well, I started Oblivion uh, two on, nights ago on PC. Night. On PC. Because you said you were going to get yourself an Xbox as a Christmas I did. present. I did. You, is that still the intention? Well, I don't know. At the time, um, for Black Friday, that was when I was going to get it, when mm. it was like, because it was uh, the cheapest it's ever been, I think. Right. Mm. And I nearly did, but I was like, I, I just don't actually have the actual cash flow to to purchase that right An now. Oblivion, a dedicated Oblivion machine. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I would I would play all sorts on it, but mm. I was like, do I have 500 quid in my pocket to just sink mm. on it immediately? Mm. And I maybe could have got it on like PayPal credit or whatever, but I was like, you know what? I'll wait until after Christmas yeah. when I've got a bit of hopefully Christmas money or Christmas debt. I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, can't wait to find out which. Yeah, but it's still the intention because there's, there's that much uh, both... 
coming out now mm. and on Game Pass, like historical stuff that yeah. I do really, really want to play. So mm. I didn't buy it there and then, even though I said I would, but it's still the intention. Okay. But I did play Oblivion two nights ago on Steam. Amazing. And, uh, Talk us through it. Time. What's your character? What's your class? I've kind of gone with what I always do. Stealth but, Archer? Uh, not Archer. I've never, people say, that's the thing, isn't it? They say Stealth Archer, but mm. Stealth is, is what I do. But I use like swords and stuff, but okay. I'm always a Khajiit. I'm always Stealth. Um, and I just immediately did a beeline to um, the Thieves Guild. Uh-huh. Again, it's how I always play it. Yeah. So many options in that game, and I just always played the same thing, but I'm having a great time. Good. Do you know where the Grey Fox is hiding? It's me, in my game. They're I'm, running I'm all... The at, you're the Grey Fox. The Fox. They're okay. running all over the waterfront district looking for him, saying, have you seen Armand Christophe? Yeah. No. <laughs> I promise I'm not a narc. Don't don't ask me. If they knew how close they were, yeah, those idiots, right under their nose the whole time. I remember. Um, I don't know if it's po- it, I don't. Well, it's not possible without mods, I think. But uh, in that, there's like that silly video with the Tiny Tim music, where someone's just running around causing chaos in oblivion um, with mm. with various mods. Mm. And there's one bit where uh, he like casts a spell that must have been created by a modder. And um, when it lands on someone, I think they just have the Grey Fox helmet appears on them, the cow of the Grey oh, Fox, right. and then all the guards start chasing him. <laughs> it's really good. I wish you Fantastic. could do that. Just like reverse pickpocket the cowl onto people's yeah. Uh, yeah. into people's pockets and have them uh, get attacked. Mm. But that's what I've been playing. So a little fantasy RPG week for me, but now I'm nice. onto Oblivion because uh, I could wait no longer. Mm. Can you spare a coin? My children are starving. Thank you, Thank kind, you sir. kind sir. <laughs> Have you been to the central district? <laughs> they went up enough for some medicine. Oh, all right. <laughs> then you ask for a rumor. Yeah. And the entire voice actor changes. <laughs> it's great. Um, well, I've been playing some games this week. Not that anyone asked. Ashton, what have you been playing I've this been, week? I've been playing some games. Um, I was when out drinking on Saturday. Uh, bottomless brunch that ended up not finishing until 7 p.m. And when then did it start? 11. Yeah. And then on Sunday, I was feeling, I was not feeling a little bit worse for it. I actually felt fine. But I was like, I don't want to do anything today. I want to sit right. and cease to exist mm. for 24 hours. So I played loads of House Flipper 2 um, because that's head empty, brain off, make house. Uh, so that's basically what I did for most of Sunday. And then I played some more Baldur's Gate 3. I still really like that game. And I just, I can't gush about it anymore because it's the same thing every week. But I just think it's it's great. But the thing is, um, the issue I'm having is that I want Shadowheart to be my girlfriend. Yeah. But um, she's kind of useless. And she always misses all of her hits. And she's not very strong. And even though she's got loads of magic, I don't really know how to use any of it. So I keep being like, oh, I'm going to bring someone else with me. But then I'm like, what if she gets sad and jealous? She could, so I'm yeah. Googling, like, if I don't take Shadowheart, will she still love me? And it's like, <laughs> well, and, you know, it depends really. And I'm like, oh, damn it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really trying to figure out who to bring with me at the moment and whether I can leave Shadowheart at camp and if she'll get upset with me if I do that. It's so. like relationships in real life. Yeah. Can I leave my partner at home and yeah. just go out with someone else? Will they get yeah. sad? Depends, yeah. really. Exactly. Mm. So, yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether I have to bring Shadowheart with me all the time or not. But, but yeah. I also um, finished the Lake Seasons Greetings DLC this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. which I, that game's brilliant. And it's such a fun, like cozy game. And you just drive around and deliver mail to houses. And the DLC is the the main character of the main game. It's her dad. And it's like the Christmas before. And uh. he's just driving around and 
having the Christmas with his family and just it's just nice. It's all snowy and there's Christmas music playing out your van. It's just great. It's a great good. one. Um, but yeah, I finished the DLC this week and it's just, it's very nice. It's very good. Lovely. Mm. Mm. What have you been playing? Thank you for asking, Ashton. No problem. I played a little bit of WWE 2K20, mainly to get ready for my stream next He's in training. I, I am, because I forgot how to play, because mm -hmm. the controls are stupid. And uh, just because I thought... Now, the worst bit of any career mode in any of the recent 2K games, and it'll be at its worst in 2K20, is a multi-person ladder match. Because the minigame is stupid, and the AI, as soon as you step on a ladder, everyone like Terminator snaps to look at you like, right. he's trying to win. Get him. Yeah. And so you can't actually do anything. So I spent about... 15 minutes tr setting up ladders and being thrown off them over and over again while the other AI was just not playing the objective at all. Mm -hmm. Eventually got up. You, it's this stupid minigame with a circle and you have to rotate like a ball around and then press a button as this spinning thing like goes around to get it in the hole to, like, as it goes past. Like, yeah. right. And you have to do it several times. There's like a segmented circle. You have to do it several times to get rid of all the segments. Uh, but no matter who does it, it's like a collective progress. Right. So I did nearly the whole thing, then got chucked off, and then someone climbed up and stole it. I was like, this is a stupid game. Yeah. <laughs> this is rubbish. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to playing that. That's called mm -hmm. capitalism, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. that is. It's a good metaphor. Mm. Uh, I also discovered, thankfully, last night that I was able to... Because when you create wrestlers in the wrestling games, right? Yeah. You can't then import them into the career mode. You need to start the career mode and make your wrestler in there, right. which is stupid. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what I discovered last night is that I started a new career mode without actually starting it. And then I was able to customize these wrestlers from within the career mm. mode thing without starting it, which is going to save me a lot of time at the start of the stream of faffing around. So I have made a horrible cat person amalgamation to represent the cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that's happening. Are you playing through it as the cat? Or? Well, you, you play as two protagonists. You play oh. as a male and a female character. Oh. The cat is the woman. Yep. And the man... Uh, because in the story mode, they call him Trey for some reason. Um, I've called him Gravy Trey. Okay. And so I just need to finish his attire, which is going to be largely brown. brown. Mm. Uh, and then I think I'll be in pretty good standing for the stream. I'll be able to hit the ground running, won't have to mess about. Um, so, yeah, I did a little bit of prep for that. But the main thing I've been playing is Alan Wake 2. Mm. Mm. I did want to ask you about this. Which I've now finished, and I got the platinum trophy last night because I think it was the highest percentage through the trophies I've ever had by not going for them and finishing the game. I was on 89% of wow. the trophies just finishing the game. I like that, though. I feel Me like too. that's how it should be. Me too. Although, much like uh, it sounds like Dragon's Dogma, um, there's an awful lot of slow trudging around big maps to mm -hmm. pick up collectibles. And sometimes I just wish maybe she had a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> or a scooter mm -hmm. or something like I that. I wanted a scooter in Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, <laughs> a little e-scooter. Uh, they hate fire. <laughs> uh, but uh, I stand by everything I said last week in terms of my criticisms, but I've never been happier to be wrong about thinking a game might not be for me because mm -hmm. my goodness me, Alan Wake 2, it, it do be good. Mm. It's really, it's a fantastic game. There are a couple of frustrating chase sequences slash boss fights, which I think are just like, very video gamey and especially with the chase 
bits. It's not always obvious where you go. And when you go the wrong way, because it's a scripted bit, you die. Mm. So you just have to do it again. And there's nothing mm. that takes you out of the experience in a cinematic moment, like having to play it multiple times. Trial yeah. and error, yeah. And that does happen a couple of bits. I must say, I, I much preferred the FBI sections to Alan Wake's sections. Um, but on the whole, I think it was like far less confusing than I've... I've I, I walked away far less confused than I did with Alan Wake 1 and uh, con Control. Mm -hmm. And I also got a lot more out of it having played, obviously, Alan Wake 1 and Control because it feels like the third entry in a trilogy so almost. Do, so do I have to finish Alan Wake 1? No. No? I would say no. You would... I think you'd get more out of it having played Control than, played than you Control. would... Than, yeah, than you would have having played Alan Wake 1 because you can watch a recap and you will still not really understand what's going on. Cool. As I said last week, I think it's it's genius to have a couple of characters who you... who you actively follow mm -hmm. who are trying to work it out as you are because it makes it feel a bit less nonsense. But then you go into yeah. Alan's bits and he's like, oh, the dark presence is all around me. I've got to type a new ending to this. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you are, it's just nonsense. Um, also, really sad news that the voice actor for yeah. Alex Casey yeah. and the original Max Payne back in the day passed away. Um, in the 60s. Yeah, the 60s. really I sad. I'd, I'll, I, can one of you look up his names? I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's obviously really tragic. And um, it, Sorry, hello. I was watching a TikTok clearly before. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it was it felt quite... Um, a pro, you know, but it's almost poetic. James McCaffrey. James McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, thoughts to your family and, and so on. Um, I know that Remedy and Sam Lake were were suitably devastated by mm. uh, by the whole situation. And it was it felt quite nice to be able to see that story to a close. Um, yeah. You know, uh, mm. around the same time, which is obviously very sad. Uh, but Alan Wake 2, really, really good. And uh, I, I just wish, you know, the you know, the dance number yeah. mm -hmm. off of the Game Awards. Yeah. That is obviously a, a big moment in the game. Yeah. And it just felt like people couldn't wait to start posting it on social media. And then Jeff couldn't wait to put on a performance of it at the Game Awards. It's like. It's not been out very long. Mm. And I'm really annoyed that that I was so made so painfully aware of it before being able to experience that myself surprise, in, yeah. in the game. Yeah, it was kind of a shame. I, I also didn't realize it's from the game. And all anyone has told me since the game was, was, well, if you played the game, you'd actually understand why they're doing a dance was actually from the game. And I'm like, well, but I haven't played the game. And mm. the game only came out two months ago. So... Why? Why are we? Why are we like adding this in and being like, you should know what this is? It is idiot. Yeah. It is a spectacular level in the game yeah. that, that comes completely out of left field and and works because it doesn't work because mm. it's so like in intentionally so mm. like so much of that game is so inward looking um, that it sort of comes out of left field and and is really bizarre because it's meant to be bizarre but taken isolated out of context and put on a stage at the game awards was just like what what are you doing why are you doing that i want to play this game and and experience it for myself so yeah alan wake 2 huge surprise for me uh definitely my favorite remedy game that i've played and uh, went in there not with low expectations but viewing it through a hypercritical lens and ended up really really liking it warts and all in the end so definitely a contender in the top five game of the year podcast i'm gonna have to give it a go aren't i i just don't know if i'm gonna have time it's before. really scary yeah there were bits i was playing and my heart was like pounding it wasn't even that it was pounding it felt like my chest was i felt like i was gonna have a heart attack right. like my chest was just really tight and i was like 
oh, stressing me out so much. I feel so stressed <laughs> walking through this building. Please don't make me go back in the wellness center. Abandoned hospitals are bad. I, I don't, don't want to go in there. Well, in there at all? No, not at all. So, Alan Wake Two. I apologize. It's brilliant. There. Mm. I've done it. There, I've said it. Someone texted me it. last night. It's called Wallen Ache. <laughs> I've said it. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Before we get to question two, Ben, could you turn the heating off, please? Mm. Are you guys, how are you feeling? I'm a nice temperature, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm all right here. I'm a bit roasty toasty Ooh, over here. Beep. It's off. Well, can I do question two now? Yeah, if you like. You Thank can. you. Um, Ashton, could you please read question two? Yes, I can. Uh, Chris McVeigh says, Hi, BAP. Chris Avalone or Avalone, depending away from, formerly of Obsidian, has claimed that he made a proposal to Bethesda to do an Elder Scrolls game in the mold of Fallout New Vegas, i.e. a full game's worth of new content on an existing engine to fill the gap between the main releases. Maybe it's a case of opportunism while public opinion of, public opinion of Bethesda is already pretty low, as we don't know why they didn't take him up on it, but it raises an interesting point nonetheless. With big games taking as long to produce nowadays as they do, should this sort of thing be something more companies should do? Does it add prestige to build up hype for over a decade of over a decade like Elder Scrolls or GTA, or is there space for everything everyone to do something like Spider-Man Miles Morales? Spider-Man Miles Morales is mm. such a good example of this. Yeah, like, it is. And they did it so well that like it does feel very much like, why isn't everyone doing that? Yeah, definitely. And New Vegas as well. Is, yeah. uh, I mean, I know you're going back some years there, but that's another good example. Um, I mean, I think it's, if you look at uh, Miles Morales and then look at Spider-Man 2, you know, there was a lot of hype for Spider-Man 2 and it delivered in a, in a in a great way. And that proves not only that it's good to have those sort of smaller versions of games in between, but that you can do that and then still follow through with like a, a really good proper sequel mm -hmm. um now granted the level of hype for spider-man 2 was not comparable to gta or even elder scrolls probably um those are kind of in another league certainly gta is and arguably elder scrolls you could say is is also something special but um i think it it does show that you can do these smaller games and still have people get very very excited for the next main installment uh, and for that main installment to still do very, very well. So, I mean, I'd love to see more of this. Uh, I'm sure there's a whole complicated financial argument that goes into it in terms of the way that you use your resources and the way you market these things and what time you have in terms of um, laying out your schedule for the next few years. Um, and unfortunately, speaking of Spider-Man, we, we know all too well what uh, Insomniac's schedule has mm -hmm. looked like and will look like, and we'll get to that later on. Yeah. But um, uh, I mean, my my short answer is I'd love to see more of this. I wish more people did it. Uh, we, we complain all the time or, or at least discuss all the time that uh, we're waiting longer and longer for big game releases now between uh, sequels. And so it would be nice to have a little bit more uh, kind of quality and quantity in a way um even though they're shorter experiences when you're talking about quantity at least they're more frequent that would be nice yeah i think that like the thing about elder scrolls i think skyrim especially is that it became a bit of a meme that it will be on everything yeah. and as much as that hype is great and when they do release the next elder scrolls people will be very very excited much like gta 6 it does feel a little bit like uh, like you kind of like well finally like obviously it's got to come at some point and thank god it's happening now whereas 
when you kind of get little tidbits, it keeps interest like up, I think, mm. because you're kind of like, we avoid that lull between games of like when no one's talking about you the, the next installment by like giving them a little something to sink their teeth into while you make the next thing. And like I say, games take so long to produce now. And when you look back at like, the early years of well the early 2000s for example so many games were coming out those years and they were so many of them were by like the same publishers and developers and admittedly most of them complete stinkers but a bunch of them were still really good and there was always something coming out and i know right now there's still loads of games coming out but it does feel like these big titles these big studios disappear for long periods of time and then reappear very kind of abruptly with some new information a bit like and we keep ragging on them a little bit but like naughty dog it's been ages um since we kind of had a new game from them and we've talked about this before so i'm not gonna talk about too much but maybe if they had rather than doing a remaster done a little smaller spin-off of the last of us legacy yeah exactly Mm. or even a dlc yeah exactly maybe then you know hype stays up it's kind of like obviously dlcs that we have nowadays in sense of like God of War came out last year. The DLC came out this year. And then we won't see another God of War for a few years if we see another one. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, it was kept in the public eye for a little bit longer than just a game and then not releasing it for 10 years. Financially, it makes sense to just do one big game and focus all your efforts on that. However, I do wonder, like, if your game doesn't sell huge amounts, I mean, obviously we're talking different about GTA and Skyrim, whether, like, your how you're still funding your company and i worry that like because games take so long you're kind of running on fumes by the end and that's probably why some games are coming out broken because they know they have to put them out because they're running out of money hence the day before situation but that was a whole another kettle of fish for that one but and then i guess if your if your game doesn't do well yeah and you've invested all that money for years and years and years in it then you're probably more at risk of like actual financial uh, issues with yeah, the company if exactly. you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, I I would have loved this. It seems like a conversation that was had a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, pre Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda. Uh, Obsidian are obviously a, a really talented studio. I think they're a very underrated studio, uh, and there is a reason that a lot of people prefer Fallout New Vegas to uh, any Fallout game that Bethesda mm-hmm. has made. It could be a case of uh, Bethesda almost being too proud uh, in that they're not going to hand the keys over mm-hmm. to the Elder Scrolls to anyone else. Um, they, I mean, if you wonder whether or not they have a pride issue, perhaps they view themselves as the kings. All you need to look at is the Steam review replies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's clearly sort of an element of defending one's honor there. They can't, they just cannot accept that people think the moon is boring to land on because mm-hmm. Neil Armstrong had a good time on it. Um, so that could be the reason. And also the the article, actually, uh, the, the write-up about this when, when Chris Avalone was talking about it, he said that what he'd hoped for would maybe be, albeit not as rapid a turnaround, something akin to the Activision Call of Duty model in that there mm-hmm. are several studios working on it at any given time. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a, a fairly steady rotation of titles coming out. Obviously, quality control would be a concern at that point. And uh, when New Vegas did come out, it was really buggy. And apparently Bethesda didn't take too kindly to that. So that could have been one of the reasons why. Uh, But if there was any studio I would trust to make an interstitial 
uh, Elder Scrolls game in the Skyrim engine, for example, it would be Obsidian. Then you also have to take into account that there is some existing bad blood there anyway between the two studios. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from a GameSpot article in 2012. Fallout New Vegas developer Obsidian and Ent Entertainment would have collected an unspecified bonus if the 2010 role-playing game scored an 85 aggregate review site uh, aggregate review site Metacritic, it says. Uh, according to co-founder Chris Avalone, it scored 84. Yeah. So there was one, they the were one point off getting a bonus yeah. and there was some bad blood there. However, this is all historic now and they're not in charge anymore. Microsoft yeah. is in charge and they own both studios. So there is a chance that maybe something like this could be revisited. But I think you guys are right. In an age where games are taking longer and longer and are getting more and more expensive to make, then why not have a talented studio who has previous make something in the meantime? Mm -hmm. Well, you're right, Ashton, as well about um, you know keeping keeping a game relevant. I think in the case of GTA uh, and the wait for uh, GTA Six, at least you they've been releasing updates and yeah. stuff for that, so that has remained relevant. But you take something like The Elder Scrolls, other than just re-releasing the game as we know it on multiple platforms over the years, we've not had new. Well, I guess you've got the uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Actually, thinking about it, I was mm -hmm. gonna say we've not had. Uh, anything to keep Elder Scrolls relevant, certainly the single-player games uh, in all that time, mm. other than here it is on a new platform. We've not had DLC, we've not yeah. had... Uh, and I'm not for one minute suggesting some sort of Elder Scrolls pass where your single-player game uh, has some sort of horrible live service element to keep it alive between sequels. They but, did uh, Blades, didn't they? Did they do Blades, the mobile game slash Switch game? And yeah, that was critically true. Bad. I guess, yeah. yeah the, the more I... Yeah, saying it out loud, I suppose they have they have done bits and bobs to keep it going. But not, but on, do, the, not on the level of, like, an actual no. proper game. I do think that, like... Obviously, a 10-year turnaround, you have like almost an entire new subset of gamers who have yeah. entered the space now. Mm -hmm. Like people who are now adults who when the first game came out were literal children who probably didn't play Skyrim when it came out because they either didn't understand it, they were too young to really get into it and now don't have that same kind of like memory that people who love Skyrim, they have like that nostalgia to it even though it's only been 10 years. But like there's an entire subset of people who have never played an Elder Scrolls game and wouldn't bother picking up Elder Scrolls online because they've got no reason to get into it unless they like an MMO. And it's kind of like, you've got, you've got to really bring a whole bunch of people back into the fold when it comes to Elder Scrolls now. Like you have to entice the children, if you will, yeah. who uh, will be the ones buying your game now. Like obviously there'll be... 40 year old men who have loved your game since they were adults and are still adults but there's also <laughs> people now who have who make up a large quantity of gamers who have never played your games in some ways i suppose that's a good thing in that like it will mean that that game has to just do well on its own merits to a certain extent yeah. like they can't just rely now on uh the the sort of the core audience in the same way that a series that releases a game every year or every two years can do. Mm. You know, they they kind of know that like most people who played the last one will probably buy this one and give it a go. Whereas, yeah, you might be right. The Elder Scrolls, so, I mean, no question, still has a huge, huge audience. Yeah. But if they want uh, the biggest piece of the pie, you're right. There'll be loads of people now who are in the market who have never played an Elder Scrolls game and will only they might only buy it if it looks like a good game it's yeah. irrelevant that it's elder scrolls yeah. and also and i'm not saying this is a large amount of people but when you 
think about it. So you have never, have never gonna have heard of Skyrim or Elder Scrolls. And you think that, oh, everyone's heard of Skyrim. No, they haven't. Like mm. if you speak to a teenage boy who is gonna be like, you know, the gamer in the family, he's not gonna know what Skyrim is. Not all of them are, mm -hmm. that's for sure. You see a lot of it on like TikTok now, where you'll see like people like games I've, I've played or I've loved and they're like my age or younger mm. and they people have not heard of like every single one of these games so you think well of course you've heard of Skyrim mm. but it's easy to miss when it's not been in the public eye for so long yeah I think um, Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls probably more Skyrim than Elder Scrolls mm. I, I believe is one of those games where it's a special case yeah because it's so prevalent in video game discussion, in meme culture. Yeah. It's it's always remained relevant in spite of all the criticism of all the re-releases. It's, it's available yeah. on everything. I feel like, yes, tastes of younger players are massively drifting and that will have to be addressed for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, but Skyrim might just be one of those special games. And then you've got the rumored uh, that we saw in those leaks earlier this year about the remakes or, or yeah. remasters yeah, of Oblivion true. and Morrowind potentially. And do not underestimate the Bethesda slash Microsoft marketing machine. No. When this new Elder Scrolls game is ready to hatch... <laughs> You will not be able to escape. You it. will mm -hmm. see it everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So the, even if they're like the Elder Scrolls Six, I've not. I've, there are six of them. I've never heard of this series before. Mm. They they will make it look like the greatest thing mm. ever, which I don't feel like they managed to do with Starfield. Actually, I think maybe no. because the gameplay just sort of looked like it does like what it is. Yeah, yeah that that they didn't really, you know, because they were showing. I remember on the lead up to Skyrim's release, like any gameplay they showed, it was like, oh my God, yeah. this looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And that was not the case with Starfield. And maybe that's part of, a, you know, a large part of the reason why this next one is taking so long because they know they have to get yeah. it right and it has to look really yeah. good. But in general, I think that a, a mid-release window release is always, yeah. not, maybe not always, but most of the time is maybe a good idea. I'd like it. If you've got mm. the engine ready, why a wouldn't five. you? Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, it's a whole different conversation I won't get into, but look, what you were saying about uh, Starfield, Ben, you know, if they'd, if they'd gone with a, just a, a different approach, made it just slightly sillier, you know, made it not quite Guardians of the Galaxy. A bit the but Outer just, Worlds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, then I, it, I think it could have been a whole different thing. But because it was fairly grounded in mm. a sense, then, uh, yeah, I think that might have harmed it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. It's time to move on to something a little bit strange. Mm. Peter Austin. Uh, yes, it's time for something a bit unusual. Ashley Matthews. It's time for Weird News. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us on the relevant social media platform underneath the post that goes out on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, okay. Tuesday. Uh, there'll be no weird news post next week and no weird news post the week after that because the podcast those weeks will not have a weird news Hopefully, it's not going to be it. a really weird newsy. Well, we'll just have to catch up, won't we? We'll yeah. have to do a massive weird we news can section. Allow people to do three weeks worth of weird news yeah. uh, in the next one, maybe. However, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at the appropriate tier, and become a podcast producer just like GY Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson, Katie Garrett, Eric Siu, Potato Shack 99, Shaman Nomo, Meldy Elbonet, Nexus Polaris, Gabrielle Philippink, Blake Thomas, Janet Wicks, Great Giggity, and Chip Thompson's Thumbs. Thank, Thank you, you, podcast, podcast producers. producers. Thank you very much. Peter, you got some weird news. I have. I said shaman like an American. Oh, shaman. Yeah. Shaman. This is from Janet Wicks. Um, and it's according to Polygon. Uh, this was sent, I think, via Facebook. Yes. Um, entomologists rejoice. There's a Steam Deck D-pad just for you. You're welcome. Or I'm sorry is the subheading. Okay. This okay. Written by Cameron Faulkner. Not much of a headline, is it? It doesn't really tell you what... Um, Exactly what, what to expect. Here, no. Unless you know what an entomologist is. Valve works extraordinarily hard to remove bugs from the Steam Deck experience with frequent updates, but a company called Deck Buttons is keen to add them, sort of. One of the resin based directional pads that it makes contains actual bugs. Oh, okay. As in insects, which fulfills the desires of a certain someone out there, right? Each semi-translucent white directional pad, which can be implanted in a Steam Deck with an LCD screen or in the newer OLED model, sells for $39.99. Was $49.99. Wow, it's almost like nobody wants them. Yeah. Um, and contains a random bug or multiple bugs that Deck Button says were, quote... Surely you want... More bugs for your for your buck. Yeah, right? a random bug. Yeah, but it's quite a small thing. Depends You're how big the bugs are. Yeah, the... might not be room if you put an earwig in Can there. Can I have an no ant in mine, for... please? Yeah, yeah, you could probably have several ants. Yeah. Um, Only a black. If it's a big red ant, though, I don't. No, really maybe care. not. You don't get one in. They were respectfully collected after natural passing, discovered in serene settings like windowsills, tangled in spider webs, or peacefully outdoors. What a I, mix I almost of statements. swore then in like just pure like bafflement. I almost swore. Discovered in serene settings, tangled in spider webs. What, which you just is stole it? someone's dinner. Yeah. Um, someone's going around with a pair of tweezers, picking up dead bugs, being like, that's 40 quid right there. Yeah, that is. 40 pounds. You're going to show us. Sorry. And I it won't zoom. Here as well. What? Is that. 
Gross. I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. Well, that's a be They're beetles, I think. Yeah, like. So are they sticking out of the plastic? Yeah. No, they're in. Oh, no, it's they're in transparent, resin. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're in plastic. I think okay. it's like white at the bottom, then bugs inside transparent. <laughs> then bugs, and then yeah, <laughs> then bugs. If then somebody bug bought me this, I would punch them in the face. <laughs> they do look like they're sticking out, don't they? But I don't think they are. No. Oh, I, I don't know. Not. They might be a bit. Um, in case bugs aren't your bag, deck buttons make some number of other directional pad options that don't include bugs. Great. I should hope not. Imagine <laughs> yeah. founding a business on the basis of, you know what? <laughs> a we gap found in some the market bugs on is. the windowsill. Yeah. Um, and then, it, yeah, it's just filler after that. But basically, you can get uh, a Steam Deck D pad with actual insects in it, just beetles and Jesus. earwigs and stuff that they found tangled in spider webs and on windowsills. Brilliant. Good. Well, I have some news. This is not about bugs. Um, it was sent in by Jonathan Wong on Facebook and Stephen Skodes and at R underscore B84 on Twitter. Loads of people. Uh, yeah. Comes from Kotaku by Zach Spies. You carry on. You can turn it off. Uh, no, it's fine on. I just need to angle it because it's pointing right at me. Okay. And I'm dying. Okay. Um, We're talking about the heater. Yeah, we yeah. put it back on in between the uh, Scarlet Fire. Pornhub's most popular video game character in 2023 was Chun Li from dot 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 Fortnite question mark. Hey, hey, hey. Fortnite, Minecraft, Overwatch, and Resident Evil were some of the most popular video game related searches on the adult video site. I don't understand the Minecraft one. Why? I mean, yeah, we were going through this in the office, yeah. trying to work it out. If you've got a thing for Ada Wong or Chun Li or whatever, fine, all right, sure, I guess. Question mark. Why but can't Why can't I think Minecraft Steve's fit? Yeah. What about Cube Sheep? I want yeah. I want to see porn of that. Part of me almost <laughs> went and googled it, like just to see what what Minecraft it was. Porn, but yeah. uh, I didn't in the end. Good. But Your algorithm is scary it. enough as it is. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be surprising in 2023 that a lot of people watch porn involving video game characters. But exactly who tops the list and why might and why might and um, who it tops the list and why might indeed be unexpected and why might indeed be unexpected. I see. Okay. I was missing a comma. It's the end of the year, which means companies and websites are, are around the inter, uh, around the internet are releasing tons of data on what people play, read, listen to, and more. These yearly wrap-ups have become one of my favorite parts of December, and I love looking through all the data that they reveal. Do you, Zach? That's lovely. Thank you so much <laughs> for telling us. Um, and perhaps there's no data more interesting than what humans be human beings around the world are getting off on. According to at least one popular porn site, a lot of you were into Chun-Li, but not the version from Street Fighter. Earlier this month, Pornhub released its annual and very detailed roundup of what might what kind of content the most po was most popular and most sought after on its massively successful site. In all its data, as has been the case for the last few years, is a large section dedicated to video games. Like last year, Fortnite was top of the list with Overwatch in second. This time around, though, Genshin Impact slipped out of the top three and was replaced by Minecraft. Mm. Much to Peter's chagrin. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Fortnite being the number one is kind of strange too. But on this list as well, I think Baldur's Gate 3 being so far down is kind of crazy. Oh my God, I've just unhooked my own bra. Hold oh on, God. sorry. How did you do that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just going to hold it for now. Um, <laughs> I had an itch and I unhooked it. Um, on, on the list as well is Splatoon. And Splatoon. Among Us. Yeah. And Cuphead is on there this as is, well. I mean, Cuphead. I'm not, yeah. I'm not denying that, you know... Oh, the screen just flickered. No. I'm not denying that, uh, you know, adults... 
watch pornography because they do, and yeah. that's and that's fine. Uh, but this this entire ranking is is quite clearly heavily leaning towards. I am a teenager and I have access to a web browser on my console. Yeah. And and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of Fortnite. And yeah. that's why we're not seeing as much Baldur's Gate because... I don't know how many adults are, go- are watching Fortnite. That's born. the thing, yeah. Mm. Or, I mean, even Splatoon and, uh, yeah, mm. Among Us. That seems like a teenager thing to... Po- Pokemon's in fourth place as well, yeah. by the way, everyone. Yeah, and the... I mean, again, not to yuck anyone's yum, but the weird thing, the weird thing about that, you weirdos, I'm sure it's not any of you guys, mm. is it's not always the human characters, is it? It's quite mm. often the, what's the, there's like, there's that one, isn't there, that's like oh. the sexy Pokemon. I think, um, regrettably, I think there are a few who are well, classified as the sexy a few, one. But you might be, ta- are you talking about the flowery one? Yeah. I think we've talked about the flower one on Weird News I think we might have done a Weird News, yeah. yeah. Could you buy like a plushie for it or something? Or a, Oh, God. A, yeah. I'm Maybe. not sure. Like yeah. a sex toy. Oh, no, that version. was like the, the, the Wiglet. Oh, Remember yeah. The Wiglet, which is just a long white... Yeah. <laughs> we definitely did a Weird <laughs> News, though, about how about that is the sexy Pokemon. The Gardevoir? Guard... Something like that. Go. Sounds sounds correct. Okay. I don't know. I'll just check my uh, search yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need yeah, to just go have a look. You make sure and say what her name is. Yeah. Further data provided by Pornhub Real. Which specific video game characters people were searching for the most? Chan Lee topped the list, overtaking names like Tifa from Final Fantasy and Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Yeah. But weirdly, according to Pornhub's data, most people were looking more people were looking for Chan Lee from Fortnite, not Street Fighter, the series first uh, the series first appeared in. Um, though Ryu and Chun Li were added to Epic's popular battle royale in 2021, it's still kind of weird. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're apparently Chun Li, and then it's from Fortnite in t- was number one. Then Tifa, then Diva from Overwatch, then Lara Croft, then Lady Dimitrescu. <laughs> you sure. horny hey, lot. Who, who can blame him? And then in sixth place, Sonic. And then oh, in seventh place, yeah, Ada Wong. I saw that. And then in eighth place, Mario. And then Widowmaker <laughs> yeah. and Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, try not to think too much about Sonic's ranking or so, Sonic ranking so high or slip into a daydream where you're in the room of Nintendo execs when they see that Mario cracked the top of the list. Yeah. So yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. People are horny and they're horny about weird things. I'd be interested to see how certain like older video game characters, as in how long ago they, they were created, mm. uh, how, how they have tracked through Pornhub's history. So look at like yeah. Lara Croft. Did she, you know, like slowly drop off over time mm. uh, in the early days of Pornhub and then sort of spike again when Square Enix started doing their, when when, yeah. it, when it was like revamped? Maybe. It'd be interesting to see some of these trends. In the public consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Also, um, this is just like a separate thing I've just found, but in terms of like accessing porn on your console... PlayStation 5 was up 77%. percent and wow. I want to know how it holds, that's it holds 40% of... Uh, oh, PlayStation there's no, web, browser, there's no there? web browser. Yeah, PlayStation and PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 and 5, are apparently, they hold 80% of the traffic by game console on Pornhub's website. I, I would... I don't understand how PS5 is so high when it doesn't have a browser. What? 1.6%. Yeah, I saw that. Is, 3DS or PS Vita. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're out there. Yeah. I mean, can you... Could there, there are be ways. A, an app? Could there be a Pornhub app? No, surely not. Why not? I mean, I don't know. There are there are ways that you can access the web browser because sometimes mm-hmm. when you read agreements, it opens a browser and there are actually settings uh, yeah. for the browser. I remember in the early days of the PS5, Gardevoir there were guides of how is to... on the, the most searched character right, from Postman, so yeah. There were guides of how to, like, trick... The oh, PS5 okay. into let it, but I don't think that's Imagine widely being that horny. Yeah, I was gonna say, and not 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 
surely it's not easy enough that that higher percentage yeah. of people will have done it. I'm going to Google in incognito mode, how do I access Pornhub on my PS5? <laughs> okay, you do, do that. Okay. <laughs> my weird news comes from Aaron Prostelsky on Twitter. And uh, this is a write-up from The Gamer by George Foster. Tekken 8 players are already training AI characters to teabag. Good for them. Yeah. Brilliant. Tekken 8 players are doing exactly what you'd expect with the super ghost battles and training them to do what every fighting player does. Teabag. As I discovered in a recent preview, Tekken 8 is packed full of content for players to make their way through, both in its offline and online modes. One of the most surprising ones, however, is Super Ghost Battle, which evolves the ghost mechanic found in previous games and make it so that playing against an AI opponent will actually train them up to act just like you do. Do you want to share it with the class? <laughs> Peter, <laughs> I clicked on a result. Peter, and his eyebrows just went... It, like was, uh, it was on r slash PlayStation, a Reddit result in the Google uh, results. So I clicked on it, and when I got there, it said... Uh, you you know you have to go to the app uh, in 18 plus mode if you want to read this article. So, like it. But the top result is a YouTube video called How to Access the Web Browser on PS5. And in the thumbnail, it has the Pornhub logo. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Monetized on YouTube, I'm sure. The intended outcome of using this new feature is to be able to learn how you act when using a certain character and then learn from that to hopefully become even better with them and get over any shortcomings. Jump attack too much and you'll see your ghost doing it too, informing you to keep on the ground more often and not leave yourself open. Oh. It's a clever mechanic that acts as a great teaching tool for new and veteran players alike, but it seems that some fans have already found some funny uses for it. <laughs> One example comes from Twitter user Fergus underscore TK who has been messing around with super ghost battles as part of the new single player demo that released earlier this week and they found that ghosts really can mimic players actions even the ones that they probably shouldn't over on twitter fergus underscore tk showed a, a shared a clip of them going up against their ghost who they've trained to teabag whenever they drop a combo <laughs> in the video uh he and his ghost can both be seen playing as nina who is shown dropping a long combo at one point in the video and then following it up with a few hesitant <laughs> teabags <laughs> before going all in and mercilessly dunking it says do you want to see the good. video I yeah would love to. <laughs> my ghost is teabagging me so they're both both characters are just there just sort of going just jerking up and down. It's great. That's very really good. good. Anyway, there's more to that write-up, yeah. but that's that's the end of the weird news. I know how to get on to Pornhub. With, Go on. Uh, how do you do it? Let yeah. me just read the first paragraph of this article according to PSU.com because it sounds like they really think they're doing the world a, a PlayStation universe. Here. Yeah. Okay. With the PlayStation 5 having a hidden internet browser, trying to watch porn on PS5 might seem difficult at first. Oh. Luckily, we're here for you in your hour of need oh, and can show you. you in some really short, easy your steps. Your five minutes of need, actually. How to access Pornhub on PS5. I like how the article isn't how, here's how you use the web browser. It's like, no, no. no. <laughs> we know the, literally the only reason people are using this. So, one way, there might be other ways, is you go, you basically link your Twitter account to your PS5. Yeah. You then, um, it will then open Twitter asking you to authorize the PlayStation Network connectivity uh, thing. Hmm. You click on the Twitter logo on that authorizing window that comes up. That will take you to Twitter. You sign into your Twitter account in this window, and then it says navigate to your favorite porn Twitter profile, say Pornhub, for example, and then go to the bio of that account and click on the site URL. So there's no search bar oh my God. or, or seemingly not. Otherwise, I guess you it would have just, just said, click through. Type there's in, got yeah, to be you, a better way. Yeah. It's interesting that Use there your was. Phone they clearly intended for there to be a browser like yeah, on the PS4, and then they decided at the last minute to hide it. But, yeah. Uh, 
that I I refuse to believe that 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 many people are using that method yeah. to watch pornography on Seems baffling. Doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. There must be other ways as well. There's got to be other ways. There must be another way. <laughs> well, there we are. That's weird news, everybody. It's time for the big discussion. It's time for the big discussion, big discussion time this week. The big discussion comes courtesy of Bartek Kubica, who says, Good morning, Triple Jump, the hosts and the audience. I'm trying very hard to find publishable words after reading about hacking and stealing personal informations from Insomniac, edit, and from hospitals. This shameful act of cowards deserves nothing but contempt. My sympathies to all employees. Although the internet is currently flooded with information about projects and their premiers, I don't check or share any details about it. I would feel bad doing this. How do you feel about that? Do we as recipients have any way to prevent such actions? What can be done after the fact? And how small PP do you think these hackers must (laughs) have that they had to value it? Sad and angry schnicked. And Thwip, Bartek. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Bartek. Bartek. Good question. Well, uh, good write-up. Yeah. Good write-up. That. Yes. Uh, your your English is phenomenal, as always. <laughs> we really enjoy it. Uh, I've got a couple of write-ups here. First from a PC mag and Michael Kahn. A ransomware gang dropped an unwelcome holiday surprise this week by leaking 1.6 terabytes of data stolen from the PlayStation Studio Insomniac Games. A week ago, the Reseda gang... Pa- potentially, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, announced it had looted confidential data from Insomniac Games, which is best known for developing the Spider-Man franchise for PlayStation. At the time, it was unclear if the hack was real, but on Tuesday, the Reseda gang leaked the stolen data, approving the breach appears to be legit. Reseda is currently hosting the stolen information on the gang's website on the dark web, allowing anyone to view and download the data dump. The 1.6 terabyte... uh, encompasses over 1.3 million files, including PowerPoint presentations, game footage, images, HR documents, and reports covering Insomniac's internal plans. Some of the files include extensive documentation on the studio's work to create Marvel's Wolverine, Insomniac's next title. In addition, IGN reports the file dump includes a presentation about Insomniac preparing to develop other titles in the Marvel Comics universe. The Reseda gang tried to auction off the stolen data for 50 Bitcoin, or $2 million. The group is now indicating someone paid for a small portion of the stolen files. It then decided to uh, post the remaining 98% of the looted data publicly. Sony didn't immediately respond to request for comment. Uh, But other video game developers are condemning the hackers for releasing the stolen files. After all the effort and dedication Insomniac Games have poured into their games, they didn't deserve this, tweeted Alan Wake developer Remedy Entertainment. No one does. The hackers also leaked employees' personal information, which is truly disgraceful and shameful. According to US cyber officials, the Reseda gang only emerged in recent months. The group has been spotted breaking into companies by hacking vulnerable remote services such as VPNs, often by using stolen passwords. In other cases, Reseda has used phishing emails. Uh, To attack their targets, the group will encrypt the affected computers and steal sensitive data to pressure victims to pay their ransomware demands. I've also got a couple of little bits here from Polygon in a write-up from Nicole Carpenter. Jonathan Weisman, a principal lecturer at Rochester Institute of Technology's Department of Cybersecurity, told Polygon that the, the cyber attack and subsequent leaks are completely unprecedented. First, there are files from the upcoming Wolverine game and the game's 12-year, uh, the company's 12-year release plan, Weisman told Polygon. That alone is terrible. However, it's much deeper than that. And then he goes on to list a lot of 
personal information and documents that were stolen that I'm not going to detail here. Mm -hmm. The breach puts hundreds of employees at risk in an industry that's already hostile to developers, particularly people in marginalized group. Harassment and threats from players towards video game developers is a serious problem in the industry. Over 75% of developers in a 2023 games developer conference poll said so, with 40% of respondents having experienced it directly. Developer Rami Ismail said, It is horrifying to me that these game developers now have to worry about their personal information being out there. I have intentionally not taken a look at the files, but I would assume that these files might contain names, addresses, or other sensitive information, in which case developers, a group already at risk of doxing and hatred, now have to figure out how to keep themselves and their families safe. Mm -hmm. So that's an overview of what's happened essentially mm -hmm. this is um as as it said in the write-up there just an unprecedented leak we've had various big leaks this year uh, obviously gta 6 had a massive leak uh, but not quite on this scale and certainly not with that level of uh, employee data being freely mm -hmm. shared online yeah that makes it a whole lot worse i mean i i've i've gone through a bit of a a journey this year of um you know if you'd asked me at the start of the year how do you feel about uh, when, you know, a little bit of like video game footage is leaked or like there's an image or something? I, I would always look at it and I'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what this is. And like, as the months have gone on and various things have happened this year, I've started to feel like, man, this is, this is kind of like, no, nah, it's, it's sad, isn't it? Even, mm -hmm. even when it's just video game content. And that's like, that, that's completely different to what we're dealing with here. I mean, yeah, we, you've got video game content as well, but to have the actual personal information of members of staff uh, be put out there and all sorts of other like, you know, HR stuff and things about probably how the business is run. Yeah. It's just, it, it makes you, it makes you sick really that someone would do this and, and uh, you know, the, the ransom aspect to it as well. So yeah, I think it's uh, well, there's there's not much more to say i think than uh it's it's terrible that this has happened and i i don't really know other than just general like uh, cyber security processes uh you know what can be done to present, prevent this in the future yeah. clearly there's been a breach through whatever method um and uh you know unfortunately seemingly insomniac were uh maybe maybe hadn't hadn't done everything they could or or i'm sure they they felt that they had, had done their best but you know there are always new back doors into these places yeah. no i think i saw a quote like from the hackers that said that it took them 25 minutes to get into the servers right. yeah. to like get some i can't remember exactly like they didn't detail it but they were like they got in through a certain way through playstation and then got right. into insomnia's um yeah i mean but what what makes it a whole lot worse is the combination of the fact that yeah we're now living in a time where developer staff are constantly you know being harassed and you combine that now with the fact that their addresses presumably are out there mm -hmm. um i mean that's just you know how how must you feel if you're someone who works at insomnia particularly if you're perhaps a, a bit of a, a higher up and someone who people will be directly pointing fingers at for yeah. decisions that have been made about release dates or whatever else it is um you know do you how do you protect your family and and do you just hope that most of these people or do you hope that all of these people are all talking their trousers or do you actually have to now think what will I do if someone yeah. comes to my house? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that obviously we live in a time with so much information is so easily and freely spread around that even if you didn't go searching out what happened with these leaks, 
I've I've seen it just in tweets. People just mm -hmm. tweeting it. It was just everywhere. Was yeah. out. I saw that the the timeline of uh, content yeah. posted on yeah. on Twitter. But I also think what's what's been really telling, and I actually think really disrespectful, is video game outlets reporting on the leaks, but not just in the way where we are, where we're like, it happened. We're not going to tell you what came out of it. Hmm. You know, the information's out there, but we're not going to bring it up. Places like IGN just reporting on the leaks and just telling you what you, what is out there, showing you the images and stuff. And it's like, you, you know full well that what's happened is a terrible thing and that this is a huge breach of privacy, that it's going to cause absolute chaos within the company and could potentially have some severe ramifications. And you're just post, you're just like, oh, well, we'll get the clicks. We've got to talk about it, but you don't really have to talk about it. I know you're a news site. You could report that it's happened and leave it at that. But some places haven't decided to do that. And I've also seen like places like, I think Dextero is the name of the Twitter mm -hmm. account who reported on it and then had like links to their Discord where they were sharing the information about the leak in the Discord right. if you wanted to access it. And it's like, how scummy can you be? Like that's like bottom of the barrel scummy stuff. And I don't know if the information about the employees was on... Mm -hmm. that discord and i know it's on reddit as well but i don't know if it's the employee information on reddit or that's just on the the dark web whatever that is um but it's such a shame that people have taken this as a moment to capitalize on on all that stuff like yeah. when the gta 6 leak came out there was kind of an almost level of respect of like well we're not going to show you what came out of it like we're not going to post the videos but it does feel like there has been a, there's a real different energy with this leak i don't know if it's because of the amount of information that's coming out that people feel it's their right to talk about it and it's their right to like report on it but it does feel bad that i feel horrible for them and it's so sad to see that like people will just will prioritize their company over like just the well-being of mm. of this entire studio and i'm hopeful that this will happen insomniac will recover from it and come out the other end saying yeah i mean you've seen the plans and you've seen what we had in store so we're just going to carry on as normal and do the best we can and just hopefully they've got some sanctions in place to protect their employees um or at least help with employees if they've decided that they have to move house now, which is a horrible thing to have to do. But yeah. I imagine some people will feel at risk. And I mean, if it was me and my address was out there, my first thought was I, I have to move house. Mm. Like I have to leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a huge, huge shame. And it makes me angry from a perspective of these hackers clearly have the abilities to do some good and mm -hmm. all they want to do is bad yeah, things. Yeah. And I know that the pissed people in the world that are just inherently bad and will do bad things because of greed and other situations. But there is so much good they could do by having these abilities and they choose to do stuff like this. And if it was just information about the company, about like the, the next 10 years of content, obviously that's horrible in itself. But if it was just information about games and like the plans that they've made, that's one thing. But the employee information, these innocent developers who just work for a company, mm -hmm. that is where it's like mm -hmm. the scum of the earth. Like why would you, you don't need to do that. You could have just left it at the game. That's a big enough dent in Insomniac I, without attacking people individually. I presume they, they thought that that might be Make it more leverage. likely that Insomniac yeah. will pay up. If yeah, if yeah. they just said we're gonna like release some some images of Wolverine or whatever, they might have said, oh, mm -hmm. Well, all right, whatever, I'm not paying you. But yeah. yeah. I'm in 
two minds about major outlets covering the leaks because as you said it's everywhere yeah and it is unavoidable unavoidable i feel like i need to make the same devil's advocate argument that i did when we were talking about the kotaku stuff a while Mm. back about how uh they basically told people how to pirate and hack their switch and stuff and then they got blacklisted so I, i don't agree with them doing it, but I I do think that they had every right to post it and yeah. they, they shouldn't be told not to. But the the stuff that you said about signposting people to the Discord and stuff like that's it, it just it feels too much. And you know what? When the hands in the air, when the GTA six leaks happened, we covered them on this podcast and we've covered leaks in the past. Mm-hmm. The reason that a lot of that stuff wasn't covered in the mainstream is because of all the cease and desists that Rockstar mm-hmm. were handing out. That's the only reason. I'm not sure why Sony hasn't done that yet, and we may start to see that happening really soon, but they haven't. Yeah. Um, and we're waiting, at the time of recording, we're waiting for a response. But I feel very much the same way you do, Peter, where my opinion and stance has massively changed mm-hmm. this year. And then beyond that, the, the bringing in the whole personal information aspect just makes this feel like a completely different situation yeah. because you can't talk about one without the other. And it's, it is it is just so disgusting. And there's there's nothing that we can do to prevent it, but we can call it out and we mm-hmm. can say that the, you know, the, the, the decision to leak this information is extremely cowardly. I hope they get caught. I hope they're punished. I hope this stuff doesn't happen again. I hope the developers are okay. Um, Sony haven't responded because they're too busy out there hunting for them. I should hope so. All of the lawyers have been deployed to find them. Yes, I would hope so. And you know what? Even beyond the the stuff we've already spoken about, like it's just th- just talking about the the game leaks and the leaked uh, Wolverine footage and stuff, which is really hard to avoid if you're on social media because it's just being shared widely. That's so demoralizing to to, to staff, not just because you're showing something that's not finished and they want to, when when they were ready for us to see it, we would have seen it. Mm. But also because idiots who don't yeah. know how games yeah, work say, yeah. say, this yeah. looks rubbish, just like they did with GTA 6. And it's yeah. like, and when that happened with GTA 6, lots of other studios stepped up and said, oh, well, you thought, you think this is rubbish. Here's what our game looked like when we were, you know, six yeah. months into or whatever, you know, mm. showing how how rough it looked. It's like, these people have no idea what they're talking about, but they're followed by a large group of people. And a lot of that stuff, that messaging will be seen by other people who don't know other what idiots. they're talking mm-hmm. about. The idiots follow idiots and they who share then, information to their idiots. And they'll make up their mind about a game that's not even ready yet. And that's yeah. got to, you know... It's this is just a very minor point compared to having your home address doxed. Mm. Yeah. But like when you're when you're in the trenches making something like putting your all of your effort into a creative project for that many years and then to see people online before it's even ready get an illegal look at what you're doing and going that looks rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Like that sucks. That mm-hmm. really really sucks. That's what uh, sorry, sorry no. I was going to say it's it's like it's hard enough knowing that you're in the process of making a video and then seeing someone else publish a video that's basically the same topic topic or very very similar like a few days before you're going to post it and you're like damn well yeah. mine's going to look rubbish now and that's just like purely like coincidence mm. having your stuff that you've worked on and spent time on published on purpose ahead of time without your permission is like 10 times worse like gut feeling of just like damn it's just been ripped out from underneath me so i couldn't i could never imagine what these devs are going through at the moment yeah that's that's what 
has changed my opinion on on leaks. I say, you know, I say across the year. I mean, really, it's been in the past like two or three months that I I've kind of changed yeah. my view on it because uh, there was GTA where you know, all right, it, it was the trailer we were going to see, so it's not like it it wasn't something uh, it was something they they didn't want us to see. It wasn't ready, but it was uh you know they they had a whole content plan like designed mm-hmm. to like get maximum eyes on it at the time rockstar i'm talking about now and that was you know scuppered um because of the the early release and before that i was um covering on on just on my twitter um the the drip fed clues that um the remaster of beyond good and evil is going to is seemingly happening and there were like more and more clues coming out about that and i was posting all about that and then when it was finally like actually leaked uh i posted that too but then along with that the game was playable briefly. People yeah. were able to get, and it allegedly is like an early build of the game. It's not coming out till next year. And people did the same thing. They've like posted screenshots saying, look how awful the lighting is. Look how rubbish these like face textures are. And uh, Ubisoft have come out and said like, this isn't what we wanted you to see. Yeah. And that that plus GTA made me think, wow, this is, yeah. It's not good when people show stuff ahead of time. No, it's um, not. It's one thing to say, Oh, we hear that like maybe a, a sequel to something is is happening. I've got an inside source or whatever. That's like a completely different thing to revealing early builds of a game and then having people online say this looks crap. Yeah, um, we we want to be better. Uh, you know, we're always striving to improve, and I didn't want it to go unacknowledged that we haven't openly discussed the contents of leaks mm, in the past. Yeah, uh, this is. This one in particular has really given us pause for thought. And there have been employee detail leaks in the past. I have seen some people on Twitter, uh, people representing various outlets. In fact, it was uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny said, we're not going to talk about any of the details of the leak. And then he was getting absolutely just taken to task in the in the reply saying is this you is this you because they talked about leaks previously i think that's a fair enough point to make and i don't i don't want to suggest that you know we are ignoring the fact that we've discussed this stuff in the past but it's but we've never like i say we've never since i've started we've Mm. not gone into like here's all the juicy details of no exactly we've said like it's happened it's bad this is the kind of. Thing I just think done, it's important but... to acknowledge that we have spoken about leaks in the past, yeah. and we will we will do our best to assess that going forwards. Mm. Uh, because this is, I mean, the fact we we haven't discussed any of the details doesn't help this. But like, there is an unbelievable amount of information available yeah. online. Mm-hmm. The the stuff that they have leaked, like the specific stuff you you couldn't even imagine that they leaked personal information wise. Like it's 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 unbelievable. It's not just like. HR records. It's like really specific things that are available online for people to look at. And it's it's dreadful. And this has happened in the past and we perhaps have not been as sensitive to that as we should have been. Mm. And, you know, we will we'll we'll do our best. But like you say, that's that's growth, isn't it? Like whether it's Greg Miller or or us or whoever else, just because they have covered something like this in the past, although as you say, it's it's very different with all this personal information. But whether if you've covered something in the past and then you decide on this occasion, like, you know what? We've seen a lot of this and thinking about it, it's actually rubbish, isn't it? And like yeah. we've decided yeah, we don't want to talk about it, it in the yeah. same way anymore that perhaps we have done. That's you don't just go, well, I, I always did. And so I'm going to carry on doing it, even though I don't want to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you just say, well, actually, maybe we shouldn't anymore. Also, yeah. realistically, people are going to go out their way and find the no, information. They are. And but it's we just don't want to see it. We don't want to facilitate gonna... that information being passed around any more so than just mentioning that it happened and discussing 
the ramifications and how we feel about the leaks. But we're not gonna we're not gonna provide you with the leaks because it's no. not our place to do that at all. No, uh, the information should not be ours, and it we should like we'll never give it to someone else because it's not our information to give around. Absolutely, mm. our thoughts are with the uh, the employees mm. affected by this on a personal level. It's you know, it's it's something of a cliche to say, but right before Christmas is a is a very stressful period for a whole load of other reasons mm. beyond this. This is. Imagine going into work and finding out this has happened. Yeah, you know what do you what do you even do? What how do you even react to this? Yeah. It's it's atrocious and awful, and we really hope that those people are able to you know, well, just sort of work through it, I suppose. And I hope that that PlayStation are able to offer suitable support. Yeah, and you know where wherever it's needed because I. T- I don't even know what to say. It's, I don't know what it's I'd dreadful. Do if I came in and found out that my address was out there, yeah. and you know, and going home and trying to like tell my partner who lives there, like our address has been revealed. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, how do you how do you go home and tell your family that? Yeah. It's awful. It's really truly awful. Yeah. Um, now, of course, as always, we'd like to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Try and be, be respectful, please. Be respectful, as respectful as you can. And uh, it's a bit of a downer to end this closest to Christmas episode of the podcast, but obviously it's a necessary conversation. I've to got have. a bit of positive, though. Yeah. Go on, then. Bobby Kotick's finally leaving. Hey! Merry Christmas, Hallelujah. one and all. 29th of December, Bobby Kotick steps down from Activision. Should he have stepped will, down years ago, but. He will take billions with him, yeah, but he uh, he's gone. So yeah. that is. That is something. Uh, you can find us all over the internet. There's a few places where you can do that. Remember to stay around. We've got to wish you a Merry Christmas at the yeah, end. Yeah, right. yeah. uh, Peter's going to tell you a couple of them right now. Uh, you can find all of our videos and content over at youtube.com forward slash team triple jump and most of our live streams occasionally on YouTube, but over on twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. And if you've got Amazon Prime, perhaps you bought it over Christmas to get some fast delivery on last minute presents. Uh, part of that bundle is a Twitch sub. Not paying anything extra for it, you can redeem it on us. You get all the benefits at no extra cost. Oh, isn't that nice? Mm. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, on all of which we are Team Triple Jump. So come say hey. And of course, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for all things Patreon. Triple J.mup, that's triple J.u.mp is our website. There you can find links to everything that we do. And why not leave a five star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. And we'd really appreciate it. Just enough time for Peter Hmm. to tell us about the sponsor again. Ho, ho, ho. It's the sleigh before. Sleigh. Or is it? That's it. it. We wish you a a Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.